back. We are back. Surprise. We took a little bit of a break. A little break. Four months. Just a smidge of a break. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Reaction Brats. I'm David. I'm Robin. Happy New Year, everyone. Season two of Reaction Brats. Is that what we're calling it? Season two? I think so. I think like a four month hiatus maybe calls for a second season. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. Where have we been? What have we, what have we been doing? What We've we... been home, like the rest of the world. Yeah. But the last time we released an episode was August. We did two at the beginning of August. We had our pal Tom Flood on, and then Edie and I did a bonus folklore episode, and then that was it. But since then, I guess the big change is that the kids went back to school, you went back to work, and we just, we got busy. Yeah, I went back to work, which is the main reason that we had to take a long break, because mm-hmm. I work very long days in Toronto. So that makes it hard to get a podcast together. But uh, we're on we're on break right now. So we thought we'd try to get a couple in the can mm-hmm. and uh, talk about a couple records that we picked up this Christmas. But before we get too far into things, uh, as you heard, we opened the episode with Eruption by Van Halen. And that's, of course, because uh, Mr. Eddie Van Halen has left us. I'm not going to say too much about it, but uh meant a lot to me. His music meant a lot to me. And uh, if you would like to hear uh, us talk a little bit more about Van Halen, you can check out episode number six. It's called Thanks for Nothing COVID. We talk about Van Halen uh, rather extensively. But yeah, we're going to send this episode out to Eddie Van Halen. R.I.P. R.I.P. I feel like there was a lot of Van Halen stuff in the last couple of months, starting with probably that Reaction Brats episode. In that episode, I said I wanted um, a Van Halen t-shirt for my birthday, and I got one. From who? You delivered. Oh, I did. Oh, You yeah. always deliver. Uh, yeah, I got a cool Van Halen t-shirt. I also felt closer to... <laughs> this is so dumb, but we watched so much of that Valerie Bertinelli um, cooking show. <laughs> and I just thought, I thought of Eddie Van Halen every time we, every time she was on. Yeah. She loves to cook. Mm-hmm. And Eddie loved to cook up the fretboard and <laughs> serve up some sizzling hot licks. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about a couple records today. Yeah. Did you want to get into the records or, or do you want to talk about some more stuff? Uh, I think we can get into the records. It's Christmas Day. We're recording on Christmas Day. It is. And like I guess everyone else, there's no big family dinner tonight. So we had ourselves a roast chicken. With? Potatoes. And? Stove top. That's right. <laughs> we had um, Christmas dinner for two, and it was delicious. I love me some if stove I top. I do say so myself. It was great. And gravy from a can. Nothing like gravy it. Gravy from a can. I did make some really great roasted carrots. Yeah, the roasted carrots were actually quite delectable. Mm-hmm. So, because we're not hanging out with family tonight, we have some free time. We're podcasting, which is cool. It is very cool. I don't know if it's also worth mentioning, but this is the first time that we are uh, recording a podcast without a few beers in us. I think we can we can mention that, yeah. Yeah. We haven't had any drinks since August. Not one drink of alcohol since August. How do you feel? I feel great. And I will continue on this uh, road I'm on. Yeah, me too. I feel really good. I'm thinking that I might go a year and then see how I feel after that. If you're a listener of the podcast, there's a couple episodes where we got a little tipsy. <laughs> Might have made for uh, some fun listening, but uh, not a lot of fun editing. <laughs> <laughs> and right. sometimes not so much fun actually doing the podcast. So uh, this is going to be our first sober 
trip. I hope it's good. I hope people still like it. We were getting some really good feedback and it seemed to be getting, we seemed to be getting some good responses. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we I don't think it's because we were like the Dave and Robin drunkard Yeah, show. we weren't drunk every episode. Well. Two or three. Yeah. We're on the road to Wellville and uh, getting there's half the fun. Today, we're going to talk about a couple records that we picked up uh, on Christmas. Yeah, they were in my record hall. In yeah. my, I was gifted these two records. The first is Minor Alps, their Get There record, their only record that they put out. Uh, and the other is Spoon, Give Me Fiction. Two absolutely wonderful albums that we're going to talk a lot about today. And uh, I think maybe we should get into it now. 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 You know, it has been uh, a number of months since we've recorded, but uh, I think it's that time again. It's totally that time. When you just want the fans, oh! it's Wikipedia time. Get There is a studio album collaboration by American singer-songwriter Juliana Hatfield and Matthew Cause, lead singer of the band Nata Surf, under the band named Minor Alps. It was released on October 29th, 2013 by Barsook Records. It's interesting because there isn't a Wikipedia page just for the Minor Alps. Their page is just for this record. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah, as mentioned, Matthew Cause from the band Not A Surf, who we've talked about at length on this show. Yeah, my, my love for Not A Surf and all things Matthew Cause. You're wearing a Not A Surf shirt right now. Also gifted to me. By who? By you. <laughs> Not A Surf. Robin has gotten me into this band. I would call myself a major fan of that of that band now. Before I came into this relationship with my uh, uh, lady friend here, was not familiar with the band, but now I am, and uh, I like them quite a bit. I went so far as to even get myself a Not A Surf t-shirt, which I promptly got spray foam on doing <laughs> renovations, and it's ruined. I should have got you another one for Christmas. I'm That's sorry. Okay. And uh, everybody knows who Juliana Hatfield is. She's uh, that lady... Lady from that lady from the nineties and the two whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh wait. So who is Juliana Hatfield? Are you prompting me to? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh. Well, Juliana Hatfield. I first heard of her when I got into the Lemonheads. So she sings a lot on "It's a Shame About Ray" and "Come On Feel." Um, she was a Lemonhead at one point, was she not? Does she not play bass on "Shame About Ray"? No. I think it's Wikipedia time. <laughs> when you just want the fans. At the time of principal recording, the band consisted of Evan Dando, Juliana Hatfield on bass and backing vocals, and David Ryan on drums. Well, I was thinking of Nick Dalton on bass because he's the bass player from the Lemonheads. Not, but I guess I was wrong. Not at that time. Apparently. Sorry, Juliana, if you're listening. And she is. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's when I first heard Juliana Hatfield is because she was on the Lemonheads record. I was mad for It's a Shame About Ray and the, the records following. So I did what you do when you're 15 and 16 years old and you dig in. So anything that your favorite band is into, you get into. So I promptly got into Hey Babe and Become What You Are and the record after that, Only Everything. That's the record from 95 is Only Everything. Okay. And I actually saw her on that Only Everything tour at the Danforth music hall i don't remember it i remember going but mm -hmm. god that was that was not 30 years ago no 30 years ago would be 1990 okay 25 years ago yeah 
<laughs> My math is good. It's really great. <laughs> and now, so this is like the best of, you know, two worlds coming together. Minor Alps is Julian Hatfield and Nata Surf. Yeah. Well, and Matthew Cause of Nata Surf. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped about this. I remember when it came out, I listened to it a bit, but not tons, but I liked it. I just, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in my life at that time. I never really got super into it, but lately it's been popping up again on my playlists. And I knew that I wanted it on vinyl. Some things I hear and I just want to hear it on vinyl. You know, I don't know that I'll put it on in the car. I don't know that I'll do any of that, but I will listen to it on vinyl. Well, let's talk about this record, shall we? Sure. I do like it. (laughs) That sounds apprehensive. There are things about it I don't like. Mm -hmm, Like what? Uh, Well, let's let's talk about some songs. Okay. The the first song, Buried Plans, is really great. Yep. Such a Bring anyone over I keep everything as quiet as I can And over I I just think it over I've got lots of buried, buried plans Yeah, right off the bat, it starts a beautiful acoustic guitar. There's some programming going on with the percussion, which I'm always a fan of. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Juliana and Matthew come in, sing together, and it's beautiful. I really, I really like the opener. I love it, too. It's lovely. They do something in this song, which they do throughout the album, that I'm not a huge fan of, is they, for the most part on this whole album, they're singing together at the same time. But for a lot of it, they're not harmonizing. They're literally both, they're just doubling each other constantly. Right. Which is a cool idea. But maybe not on every song. You want some harmonies? I, I I mean, I would prefer harmonies or maybe just a single voice. It seems an odd thing to do for a whole album to me. Yeah, see, I love that. I love it. And I think because it's different, I like that it's not an album of like duets, right? I like that. I love that they're singing together throughout the whole record. And it's not, you know how sometimes when there's a collaboration, you run the risk of like, oh, these are not a surf songs. And these ones are Juliana yeah, so Hatfield songs. So you don't get that yeah. in this. And I like that. Yeah, it's not like here's a Matthew song. Right. Here's a Juliana song. Yeah. So apparently they wrote everything together. They wrote the lyrics together. They played all the instruments except for some of the drums. Yeah. And for the most part, for me, it works. It's just the the doubling of the vocals when it's the same melody line together gets old to me. Yeah, some harmonies would be nice. There's plenty of harmonies. There's just it's just doubling the same thing constantly that I don't it's a weird choice. Yeah, I dig it. Moving on to the second song, it's called I Don't Know What to Do with My Hands. I already know what you're gonna say. And if you didn't know it was called that, you <laughs> soon will know that it's called that because they repeat it over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. The chorus of the song is, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's an odd lyric to repeat a lot for a chorus. Yeah, I agree. I, I do like the song. I think they could have picked different words mm-hmm. because it's awkward. And I, I think that's also though supposed to be the feel of the song, right? It seems to me like it's a song about liking someone and you're sitting beside them and you don't know what to do with your hands. Kind of like you right now? Yeah, I, I'm so awkward around you. I yeah. just, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Well, I'm very handsome. 
That's very true. Uh, moving on to song number three, Far From The Roses. I like this one. I like this one too. I get, correct me if I'm wrong and totally out of line here, but I get Blue Oyster Cult vibe from this song. From the bread and the firewood, the shark and the red wagon. Not a bad call, actually. I can I can hear it. <laughs> I knew it. I can hear it. I yeah. can't not hear it now. Yeah. I'm sorry. You probably won't be able to not hear it now. Not that it makes it bad. I dig mm-hmm. it. You know, it's a good song. This song's great. This song for me is uh, what I kind of. This is kind of what I expected to hear on this record. Mm-hmm. Sort of upbeat pop. Them harmonizing together. The chorus is super catchy. Yeah, the chorus is great. The record as a whole, um, for me, whenever there's um, a, a real drums, I find the production quite thin. I wish it was a little beefier. The, the drums are sort of paper thin. I would have liked maybe something to look a, a little more uh, presence, maybe. The production for me is a, a little lacking, right. strictly sonically. I would like to hear a little more oomph in the drums and the guitars and the bass and, and whatnot. But song number three, Far From The Roses, I'm a fan of. Me too. The next song I would like to talk about is track five, Maxon, is my, I think I'd call it my favorite song on the record. I love it. But I slip off into dreamland, the waking kind, the walking off, clearing mind. I need some margin. It's beautiful. And I think of all the songs, I would say that anyone who's a fan of Nata Surf's more slower songs, like something like Killian's Red or Blonde on Blonde, I think they would, I think they dig this whole record, but this song to me is a really standout track. Yeah, the vocals on this song are great. They are. Between him and her, the uh, harmonies and wonderful use of a Mellotron in the song as well. Yeah, another good one. Really like that one. Track seven's called Mixed Feelings, and uh, I have some mixed feelings about this one. (laughs) Yeah, I think I, well, I don't even know that my feelings are mixed. I just kind of don't like it. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit on the record. That would also be one of my critiques. I really like the song. I'm sure it would be great somewhere else. If I hadn't heard it in this context, I think I would like it more than I do right now. All the furniture catching fire, I got mixed feelings. Mixed feelings, guys. Well, you know, Matthew, Juliana, if you're listening, feel free to comment on uh, our Instagram at Reaction Brats Pod and let us know what you were thinking. Yeah. Let us know what was going through your beautiful, beautiful heads. Did you uh, just swear? I was going to say the f***ing, but you cut me off. <laughs> um, Track 10, Waiting for You, I also love. Love, love, love. A different kind of love. 
I just, it's just, I think it's my number two on this record. It's just another really? one of those songs that they sound so beautiful together. And it's the whole record, but the song and Maxon in particular, just, I don't know. I feel it. I'm just looking at my notes for this song and my notes are sounds unfinished. And then my second note is gets better as it goes on. <laughs> Well, great. <laughs> the song is five minutes and 10 seconds long. Oh, wow. It doesn't, I didn't think it was that long. It doesn't seem that long. It does to me. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, it gets better as it goes on. The, the, the harmonies are gorgeous. Yeah, they are. Any harmonies on the record are gorgeous, obviously. And uh, the last song on the record is Away Again. Don't send me away again. How do you feel about that one? You don't like it? It seems a little fillerish. I love the Mellotron. The Mellotron comes back. Yeah, I That's... thought you'd like it. I think it's fine. I don't think I really have an opinion on it either way, but I did think that you might like it. I like the program drums mixed mm -hmm. with the real drums. Uh, apparently, it's a TR-909 throughout the album. That's that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's that's not one that grabbed me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the record yet, but uh, there's definitely some standout tracks. For me, those being uh, Buried Plans, Far From the Roses, Maxon. I really like Mixed Feelings if it was on a different album and had a different production approach. I love all those songs as well as Waiting For You. I think that my love for Matthew Cause is very deep. And I feel like this to me is because this is, I mean, this record came out in 2013, but I'm really just fully digging into it now. And it excites me. It's almost like listening to a new, it's like if he, well, I was gonna say, it's like if he put out a solo record, which he did only with Juliana Hatfield. Yeah. So, but it is like new Nana Surf to me and new Matthew Cause to me. And so I love it. It excites me. And I think that, I don't know if it's fair that I keep comparing it to Not A Surf or not. I mean, I just, I can't not. It's Matthew Cause. I don't know. but Yeah, it's it's him. It, it, it has a Not A Surf quality. And maybe if I was more familiar with anything that Juliana Hatfield's done recently, it might sound also like a Juliana Hatfield record. I don't know. But to me, it sounds like a Matthew Cause record. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Juliana at all, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, that's Minor Alps. Get there check it out if you have checked it out and you disagree let us know what's our instagram handle i've completely forgotten at reaction brats pod dot org uh are, do you need that no for instagram all right <laughs> i think i would recommend this record for sure to any not a surf fans mm -hmm. go get it go get it moving on Robin, what's the next record we're going to talk about again? I've already forgotten. We're going to talk about Spoon, Gimme Fiction. Oh, well then you know it's time it is. When you just want the fact. And since it's a new season of Reaction Brats, I'm going to go ahead and try again to be the guy who reads Wikipedia. And when I screw up, Robin's going to take over. Here we go. Spoon is an American indie rock band from Austin, Texas, formed in 1993. The band is the brainchild of Britt Daniel and Jim Eno, and has seen many lineup changes throughout their history. Alex Fischel and Gerardo Larios are also currently members of the band. Critics have described the band's musical style as indie rock, indie pop, art rock, and experimental rock. How nice that? job! You did it! Good. Yeah! And the record we're talking about today is Gimme Fiction. 
Gimme Fiction is the fifth studio album by American indie rock band Spoon. It was released on 10th of May 2005 through Merge Records in the U.S. and Matador Records in Europe. It debuted at number 44 on the Billboard 200. I turn my camera on. Was released as a single and has become one of the band's biggest hits to date. This is my favorite Spoon record. It's the one I'm most familiar with, but it's also the first one I ever heard mm-hmm. through my good buddies, Mr. Bill Priddle and Mitch Bowden. I uh, used to play it in the rehearsal space. And I was like, what's this? And they're like, it's Spoon. And I'm like, who's Spoon? They're like, they're a band. I'm like, the band from Burlington? They're like, no, that's Spoon's uh. And I was like, that's what you said. They said, no, we said Spoon uh. And I said, all right, what's the record called? They said, give me fiction. And I said, give me shelter. They said, no, give me fiction. <laughs> This is a really great story. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that summer of 2005, it's, when I hear this record, it just takes me right back to the summer of 2005. It's insane how uh, music can do that for you. I love this record, and one of Robin's sweet children gave it to her for, for Christmas. Yes, with no help from Davey, I'm Without sure. any help or suggestions from Same me. with Minor Alps, actually. That came from one of the kids, didn't it? Yes, all by themselves. Jeez. They went out and got it with their own money. They're really, they just gift right on the nose. Yep, they're smart little kids with money to burn. This was also the first time I heard, heard Spoon was this record. Mm-hmm. I like this one. I also like Gaga Gaga Gaga. That one is also really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have many great albums. This one here, from top to bottom, I don't think there's any filler on this record. I love every single song. Right off the bat, The Beast and Dragon Adore. I got a feeling you don't come cheap. Great song. Great opener. Love the drums. Love the sparse production. Love his voice. If I'm not mistaken, the drummer Jim Eno is the fella who records the albums. I'm certainly almost positive that he recorded this one. Am I wrong about that? I don't think I am. He's not wrong. Jim Eno engineered and co-produced this album. Do you like that opening song? Love it. It's such a good way to open the record. Mm -hmm. You know, the interesting thing that I find about Spoon is that I've never met someone or discussed Spoon with anyone who's heard them and not liked them. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like them if they've heard them. what there is to not like about Spoon. For real. Yeah. They've got that, like, Spoon groove, I guess, like... Yeah, they got a groove. You know, they've got that groove. Mm -hmm. The vocals are just amazing. Amazing. They just, he sounds so good all the time. The lyrics are great. There's hooks in the vocals, hooks in the music. And his voice is, he's just got a great voice, a great rock and roll voice got a rasp to it that's great and he writes great melodies he's, he's a talented fella mm-hmm. um song number two two sides monsieur valentine i also love it so catchy mm-hmm. every morning i've got a new chance Then song number three is probably, is this, no, they've had bigger hits than this one. Well, Wikipedia just said this was the biggest. What's the song off of Gaga, 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 Cherry Bomb, yeah, that, that song rules. I think that song might be bigger, no? Probably. It Maybe should I'm be. Wrong. It's better. Reaction Bratz pod. Let us know what you think. But I turned my camera on, you know, it was in commercials. And yeah. Great, great song though. Mm-hmm. I turned my camera on. I cut my fingers on the way. Away. I feel me slipping away. I wipe my feelings off. 
I love my mathematical mind. Yeah, it's awesome. Nice piano. The Delicate Place is great too, but I want to get right to Sister Jack. Sister Jack, it might be my favorite song on the album. It's my favorite song on the album oh, too. It's, it's so, so good. catchy. Mm-hmm. And just happy. It makes me happy. It puts a me smile too. on my face. And if you know old Dave Dunham, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of a grump. That smile's hard to find. I'm a little crotchety. And I tell you something, Sister Jack, it turns that frown upside down. And you know what that is? That's a smile. And Sister Jack does it for me. Always on the outside, always looking in. You know what else is kind of cool? What? I Summon You, the next song. Mm-hmm. Also, love it. How we get kids too late to break it off? I need a release. The signals are called, but they don't get me off. I summon you to appear, my love. It goes back to one of the records that we were talking about on a past episode where the last song on the first side and the first song on the second side are just the best. The interesting thing about this, though, is I don't know that they were making records to actually be on vinyl at that time. Like, they probably made this record to be on a CD. Yes, it's like Mike Bell says, when you sequence a record, if you're our age, you still think of side A and side B. You still yeah, think of it in that way. that's true. And because you want to flip it. Like, I feel like with the last song on side A being, like, the best track, and the first song on side B to be the second best track, it just really makes you want to keep Keep listening. It makes mm-hmm. you want to listen to the end of the first side and then flip it and listen to the second side. Agreed. I love them both. Coming up after I summon you is The Infinite Pet. Another great song of dark shuffle. It's got a little mystery to it. I love it. I got up, I cut my neck, run off. Resign my name to the ranks of the blamed and the scarred. Cursing like it great drumming great drum sound i love these fat punchy dry drums it's one of my favorite type of drum sounds as a drummer myself who can never ever get a sound he likes <laughs> i like the sound <laughs> of your drums do you yeah thank you you don't uh oh, no i uh you mean like where on, what do you mean on recordings yeah like on like you're not of sound you don't like it i no, i love that yeah, yeah yeah but i had nothing to do with achieving it i give all the credit to mr mitch Bowden. like in the recording process in the recording process mitch also tuned the drums every, whenever we record mitch gets out there and tunes them up He's, do you not know how to tune your drums i know how to get them to a place where they're passable right but the science of it the the i don't know if i have an ear for it right I, it's like you know i i never really got the hang of it hmm. you know what you do do what's that what you do do <laughs> uh, you sing and play drums and i love that that's at, one of my favorite things at the same time yeah 
Yes, it's more of a... And by singing, I mean screaming, whatever yeah, it is that you do. But I, it's a very impressive skill that you have. Oh, well, thank you. You're a very good drummer, and I love to watch you drum, and I especially love to watch you do vocals. While I drum. While you drum. Here's a clip of me doing that. That was impressive. Super impressive. The next song on the record I'd like to speak about is Was It You? This is a creepy, spooky little song. Can I hear it? Here's some of it. We was walking through the park It is a spooky little number. Yeah, it's a spooky little song. I'm just going to read some of the lyrics here. It's, We was walking through the park, trying to get home before too dark. Who was it that we saw that night? Was it you? Was it you? Someone doing something not right. Shocked to see us interrupting their delight. Who was it that we saw that night? Was it you? 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 Tucked away inside of the wood. Tucked away inside and up to no good. Who was it that, who was it that was saw that night? Was it you? I don't know if that's right. That's Google. Uh, Anyway, those are some spooky lyrics. What was that person doing? Creeping around the woods. What were they up to? No good. Anyways, it's a spooky song. Sounds spooky. The lyrics are spooky. And uh, I got to be honest, it it spooks me out. Not to be confused with, is that you? By uh, Paul Stanley? Kiss? I don't know. Is that on his record? On his solo record or on a Kiss record? Is that you crawling up my stairs? Is that you? Is that you? That's the first. Here's a clip. Is that you crawling up my stairs? Is that you? Is that you crawling up my stairs? Is that you? Yeah, that's the first song on Unmasked, and it's actually uh, not written by the band and. I'm not familiar with Unmasked, but I'd always heard terrible things. So when I heard that song, I was like, this is actually, I like this song. This is a good Kiss song. And then it's not theirs. I didn't know that it wasn't theirs. I do love Unmasked, though. I mean, obviously the stuff before Unmasked is really great, but I love Unmasked. And I think if I was going to put on a Kiss record, it would be Unmasked or it would be the Paul Stanley solo record. I love all things. <laughs> Two bold I choices. Am, no, I am not ashamed and Two. not afraid to admit it. I love Paul Stanley. Bold statements from Robin Wrabowski Nickel. Shandy. Re- Shandy's on Unmasked. Oh, I know. I know Shandy. Oh, it's so good. At Reaction Brad's pod. Uh, <laughs> back to Spoon. We're coming around the bend here. They Never Got You starts out with that great Motown beat. Just another really catchy, great song that puts a smile on my face. What about your face? What's it do to yours? Smiles. Yeah. This whole record, start to finish. Yeah, it's really great. It's also one of those ones that is good in the house, in the car, in the, like, whatever you're doing, it's good. I don't have to be in the mood to put on Spoon, where I I have to be in the mood to put on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's also, this record's really great on headphones. Shout out to Giamino, who I believe records it. (laughs) Uh, And then the last song, Merchants of Soul. Interesting lyrics on this song. Uh, I do believe, not, of course, not speaking from experience. Of course not. Uh, I'm pretty sure this song's about doing illicit drugs, namely cocaine or any other sort of thing you would put up your nose. I'll let you read the lyrics on your own and you can decide that for years now, I, uh, this song, that's what, I, that's what I think it's about. I was a heartbeat on the danger side, just had to see what it always like.
If you've got a theory about Merchants of Soul, let us know at Reaction Bratz Pod on Instagram. I don't know. I think we're done. Yeah, great record, great cover. I oh, do oh, like yeah, their we artwork. Should, we should really mention that the artwork for this album is fantastic. This and Kill the Moonlight, I think, are their two best covers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I can just add one little tidbit to kind of bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Nata Surf put out um, a few years ago, they put out a covers record called If I Had a Hi-Fi. And they cover a spoon song. And it's awesome. They cover The Agony of Lafitte from their record, A Series of Sneaks. But apparently they were screwed over by their record label, Electra in the 90s. And so we're not a surf. And so, but this song, The Agony of Lafitte, is about that. Uh, I guess Lafitte was their record company guy at Electra. Um, and so they wrote this song about him and that experience. And then Not a Surf covered it. I'm sure because they were also screwed over. Mm-hmm. Everybody just getting screwed over left and right by those damn major labels. Yeah. So anyway. I'm glad one never signed me. I would have said no. <laughs> and absolutely not, sir or madam. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, sweet baby. Yeah, hunky fella. Hunky guy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the first episode of our new quote-unquote season of yeah. Reaction Brats. Reaction Brats, episode one, season two. Yeah. We haven't said before, but I mean, if you are into what we're doing here and you feel so inclined, you can um, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, leave a review if you want. Yeah, yeah please give us a review and a rating only if the review is excellent and the rating is five stars. <laughs> but anyways, yes, everybody, please let us know if you're enjoying the show. And uh, we're going to try and get more of these in in the near future. It definitely won't be a four-month break from here on out. Well, Robin, thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy New Year 2021. We can only go up from here, right? We can only Hopefully. go up from here. God, God willing. please tell me we can only go up from here. Yeah. And we hope to hug you all soon. I'm going to let Mr. Eddie Van Halen take us on out again. Rest in peace, Eddie. R.I.P. R.I.P. Love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.